Welcome to Run, Walk, Crawl. I'm your host, Ashley Drew. You know, everyone has a great story, and we all love to hear a good one. So, thanks for tuning in. Let's get into it. Mate, how do you pronounce your last name? Did you want to have a crack at it, or do you just want me to No, there, there is abs... There is abs... Okay, there... <laughs> my, my nemesis in life, or, you know, uh, what do you call it? My kryptonite. His names. His names. Yeah, I just don't do names at all. So, all right. uh, yes. Mahalakelis. Ma- Say that again. <laughs> Mihalakelis. Mihalakelis. Yeah. And where's it from? Uh, Greek. It is Greek. Okay. That's yeah. what I, when I looked at it, I went, oh, it's got to be Greek. But then I went, oh, maybe not. So Mihalakelis. Yeah, anything that ends with S is normally Greek. Yeah. yeah. And something that's long. And something that's long, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or it's um Polish. Polish seems yeah. to have very long last names. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so you're still on um Tennessee time. <laughs> so I I got a watch. Um, from Tennessee because um, I didn't have you're not allowed to have uh, GPSs for uh, the Barclays so I was doing the Barclay 4 Classic which is like oh, yeah, the baby yeah. the baby race um, yes. and one of the people we met in the car park or my crew met in the car park uh, hit it off and he just lent me his little Ironman Timex uh, stopwatch and I don't know how to use it, so it's still on Tennessee time. It's Fair a really enough. cool watch. Sometimes it's really good not to have GPS. Uh, and I figured I'm just not going to change it until I go back. Because I'm going to go back anyway, so Tennessee time's not going to change. Um, yeah. You know, it's a few hours back or a day back or something. <laughs> it is. It's a day back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my uh, my family actually lives over in the US, so uh, yeah, it's a I day backwards. It. I miss you it miss a it? lot. Yeah. <laughs> Fair <sighs> enough. Yeah, it is, it's it's an exciting place to visit. Um, and there there's a few really nice places that you know you can I could live, but um, yeah, it's it's also a very interesting place. And I guess yeah, Australia we- is too. Yeah, we saw a lot of it in the month we were there. Uh, yeah. Well, basically, uh, east coast to west coast. Um, yeah, it was pretty uh, jam-packed. I'll bet it was. Yeah. So, uh, yes, for all the listeners out there, so George and I met um, in the middle of a race this year. <laughs> so we were doing last one standing and uh, – the thing that I know about George is George knows how to hurt, or at least he knows how to put it on his face that he's hurting. It's either that or you do an incredibly good Lance Armstrong. Um, yeah. And that is you look like you're hurting, but you're not hurting at all. And uh, you come back to win in the end. So, uh, yeah, so George was spectacular at giving high fives. I think every time we crossed paths, we would uh, high five, which yeah, was excellent. And, it, and, and that selfies. went on for hours. And selfie, yeah, we did it. We did do a lot of selfies. That's true. Yeah. Yes, I've got quite a few photos. So yes, excellent. And how did you enjoy last one standing? What did you think of? Was that your first one of those? No, that was my second one. Um, that was fun. Uh, the whole the whole point of going uh, up to Brisbane was to have some fun and have one last hit out before uh, I went to uh, America. Um, so the goal kind of really wasn't to win the thing uh definitely not in the shape to win something as epic as that but literally just finished work on a thursday night uh get on a plane plane was delayed uh, get an uber from the airport take the uber to pick up being a 1am start pick up a dinner on the way so go and grab some kebabs probably not the best thing <laughs> you, you, definitely you, not the, no. <laughs> you want to have before a race, and then find who I was staying with, a couple of the BTRs, and yep. uh, yeah, just grab half an hour snooze and get out there, and just the the atmosphere is awesome. Like all the tents and just 
seeing the different, uh, probably the varying athletes, because everyone's an athlete that does something like this. And, uh, yeah, we just, goal was pretty much just to get to 100K, and I thought I'd get to 100K and and call it, because I'd, you know, nothing wrong with running 100K and then recovering uh, a few weeks out before something as big as a 200 miler. And I got to 100K and I said, I'm done and had a celebratory beer um, with with Midzi and, and a few others and, and then got on the phone to call home and uh, let the crew chief know that yeah, I was done. And she said, no, you didn't go all the way to Brisbane to run 100K. Three more laps. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I re- reluctantly did three more laps, and uh, they were hard. Like, they were all, they were 55, 56, they were 56, 57-minute laps. <laughs> and I had yep. to negative split all of them. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But I signed up again. So obviously it couldn't have been that bad. Yeah. Can't wait. Excellent. Yes, no, it was um that's seriously one of the best race formats that um that I've done. I um thoroughly enjoyed the last one standing format. And there's I mean there's another one on this weekend. Blue goat or Whereabouts blue mountain that? goat. What's that? Whereabouts oh, it's is that in the, one? It's in the Blue Mountains. Okay. Um mm. it's another triple A racing one in conjunction with um uh, a local group yeah so uh yes and then uh, the guy the guy that i run with every thursday and have done well we're great mates we've done for years um in fact he's the he's the medical guy for the 24-hour world champs um he uh says to me oh, i'm gonna do croak next year you need to come and crew me and it's like oh where's croaked and so yes so that'll be the, the next one that i rock up to Nice. That looks like fun too. Well, uh, the Blue Mountain ones is that trying to rival the amount of vert that's in our uh, Miramona back paddock through the. It might. Yeah, yeah it might be. It looks crazy. Yeah. That's for sure. It just goes up and down from from the video that I've watched of it, and uh, that's as that's as close as I've got. I haven't studied it. Um, I have a tendency to if I study a race. I'm probably going to enter, which is never a good plan. So I might have to yeah, look into so it, or at, at, at least suffer some bad uh, FOMO. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. So US 200 miles. Tell us about Tahoe. Well, uh, wasn't my first 200 miler, um, which is oh really? Was actually, no, it was my first trip to the US. It was my first US race. Uh, delirious uh, was my. Oh, did you do delirious? Yeah, yeah. I um. <laughs> I'm trying to get. I, I'm trying to get Sean to come on, but he hasn't answered I, my um. Messages. I enjoyed. I enjoyed delirious. Uh, 95 out of hours out of the 105, I think you get. Um, yeah. It was there was a little bit of a suffer fest in the middle, but yeah, it was. You know, you're on such a scenic. Uh, a part of Australia, uh, being the Bibbulon track, and yeah, I was just I was in a really good spot. I mean, a few friends went over, and I'm I'm glad I cut my teeth on that course because it it definitely prepared me for being in America and you know a real mountainous uh, US uh, 200. So yeah, just just loved it. Had the crew come over from Australia, or I took them over. Because um, I wanted it to feel it for it to feel as natural as possible, and yeah, we from the start everything just went. I, I reckon went really, really well. And um, what was your highlight? Oh, finishing's always great, but uh, the people we stayed with. There's 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 two highlights. There's like a, there's a race highlight. There's a moment in the race which was just summed everything up um and there's the kind of the the trip highlight in conjunction to the race where we um the host family we were staying with uh we my crew chief had known them 
um, Olivia, so she'd been to the States before. And we we basically had this really relaxed time uh, in preparation for the race, and they're really excited, and they took us to the school where their, their kids go, and the, the school teacher just got really excited about this because she didn't, she didn't know that 200 milers were a thing. Like, oh, when right. Did, when did you hear about 200? Like, some people don't even know that 100 miles, they think, is a marathon, and that's it. <laughs> but she got super buzzed, and she goes, we have to do something. The school, the, the prepped and the kinders got, you know, they did a day where they all dressed up in pink and they had us following, <laughs> they had the kids following us on the course um, with the live tracking. And oh, yeah, yeah. they did, uh, of the, the, they were teaching something in the syllabus about mindset and things that are difficult and they just used it as an example and it it really made me feel special thinking, this thing that I'm doing is now um, impacting all these kids and the, and being able to be, a, to be a good example. And they've recently just sent me a a folder with colouring pictures of um, a mountain <laughs> and you know some some well wishes and yeah all dressed up in pink and go team george and yeah it's just a, a really good reminder um of you know why you do these things it's not always about yourself it's about you know the impact you can make and and other people's lives you can change just by doing what you love but the race highlight five or six miles to go it's snowing i'm i'm on top of the very last peak um LS Peak. Uh, I've just been running really hard for a, uh, probably about two hours, and I come up to another runner there, and I kind of recognised him, and it was uh, Grant Morn. Um, do you know Grant? A tough Aussie. Just I, I it, don't personally know him, but yes, I've I've heard the you, name. You should should get him on his podcast. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's, he's 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 an absolute beast. Like bad waters and climbs Kilimanjaro and uh, um, yeah. So, but I came up to him and I just said, "How you going?" And I said, "Do you want me to hang for a little bit?" And he was obviously struggling. And he just said, "Nah, man, dog eat dog." And I just ran. I had this buzzing feeling and ended up finishing highest place Australian. <laughs> In well time. Yeah, absolutely. Just wasn't the plan. Definitely wasn't the plan going to the States to have a strong finish. But, yeah, we said everything went right. I had support. I've done a few of these before. I've obviously done 100 milers. Um, and everything clicked. So just just a magic day. Do you think, you think that that was... Um... Good training with well-placed luck, or was it just good training and good management, uh, or was it more ass than class, as uh, it would be said here in Australia? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to write that one down. I like that. I might use that. <laughs> um, no, it was, uh, I reckon, an adequate amount of training. I was, I definitely didn't overtrain. I, I generally don't overtrain because my uh, biggest training comes from my events and my time in between is managed I think is managed well I don't have a high mileage I'm a low mileage high events type person yep um, but I think the the comfort level that I've had that I had with having my crew with having done the distance with having been through one night before two nights before and this wasn't going to be my longest run, uh, Delirious, which was two, sorry, which was 350, was my longest run. So I, I felt, you know, I felt comfortable. And yeah, there were pieces of luck, like you know, and some really good good fortune. We we actually planned to do this out of the back of our Chevy Suburban, and the crew, uh, the t- my two crew. Andrew and Olivia um, 
would have just uh, camped and just we would have just done it out of the back of the car, which would have worked. But our one of our host families decided to give us <laughs> for the weekend a 1991, uh, what do you call it, RV, vintage nice. RV, just absolutely absolutely beautiful it changed things we could sleep we could shower there was a room and it made it more fun for the crew as well and i I reckon if the crew are having fun and you look after them they'll look after you yep yeah definitely if if the crew if the crew are having a good time i totally agree with that from having crew and from crewing that um if crew are happy runners happy yeah so definitely wasn't us because like we we've done uh especially with this crew i've done many events but that's probably the 20th time i've been through one night or two nights one night and two nights um in milers track races so just that that comfort level you know speaking to people out out on the trails they're like what's your sleep plan i'm like a trail nap I'm good at just going to sleep and they're like, okay, I've never tried that. I'm going to sleep at this time and I'm going to sleep for four hours. I'm like, nah, I can't. If I sleep for four hours, that's it. I'm not getting up. Yep. So, yeah, we the experience in the long distance stuff, but the added thing which made Tahoe special was the Aussie contingent. Seeing group i think there were 12 of us running 10 12 seeing that aussie crew there and the other runners uh, in parts like it just it just made you feel at home and then you add that to the american trails and the beauty and the history around you know tahoe's only a short the race has only been around for a few years but the history around the tahoe rim trail and the pony express trail and and the um one of those other long trails there not the appalachian the one which goes the the PCT. pacific crest yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. to be on that like you just yeah it was a it was a constant buzz awesome and how did you find uh comparing the two races if we'd compare delirious to tahoe what would you say are the similarities and the differences in not in the, I mean, the course is obviously going to be different, but um, just the way it felt and, and running it, et cetera. Well, I mean, there's, uh, it's not going to snow in, it's not going to snow no. in the delirious. <laughs> no, no, no. So the, basically the, the feel and the organization for both felt the same. Like Paul, uh, sorry, um, Sean, having done Tahoe, wanted to have to, to sort of emulate the not fancy, just, you know, low-key, good vibe uh, feeling. And he did that at the aid stations at the start. He kept it fun. You know, we had a keg <laughs> keg run yep. at the start of the race and it starts with a shoey and just the aid stations were, you know, as as grand as they could be with uh, good menus and that, but Tahoe's been doing that for years. And you know, you can get anything from a Tahoe aid station. Like right, okay. they had they had chefs there. I had burgers, I had burrito. Yeah, at the main aid stations, the main four or five aid stations, they had you know people that were chefs. They had the menus. You know, you could they you'd sit down at an aid sit down in the chair and there'd be someone coming to serve you and ask you and they'd they'd pre-prep food and just come around and just give it to you like but you know and the awesome medical uh, delirious had that as well but being a first year event that'll develop uh, more and more with time but they're both scenic they're both they're both beautiful and they're both hard delirious has a lot of sand (laughs) A lot of dunes. Yeah. You know, it, it's got the heat factor. Tahoe's got climbing and some some sections. You're on um, 
uh, four-wheel drive track, or we call four-wheel drive track. You're on the, the boulders down at the Rubicon. And, man, to be running and have uh, a four-wheel drive coming up at you or down at you, down behind you, uh, to have, you know, some some beautiful sweet trails and then just have some rocky climbs you're like it was just varied and but every time you looked and when you were close to the lake and saw the lake and then saw kind of saw where you were going to run around to like it it's just one of those feelings that you can't I couldn't I took a lot of photos (laughs) I took a lot of photos and one of the guys I was running with who gave me some really good advice um like just said you're not going to finish this if you don't take if you if you don't stop taking photos, I'm like, well, if I don't take the photos, how am I going to remember it? Like, yeah, they're they're both epic, and there's definitely more to come in the way of 200 milers for me. Uh, so, have you uh, enlisted in Irrational South? I haven't yet. Uh, I'm yet to get time off work. Right. Which is the issue. Fair enough. We have to put our leave a year in advance, so I can't have to know my calendar a year. And I really want to go back to the States yep. next year. So it's just trying to juggle going back to the States. Um, a planned Kokoda trek next year as well. Uh, yeah, there's just there's always something on. Wow, a year in advance, that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it it works, it works. So I, I kind of know what I really want to do, but it means I have to, It when things come up really quickly, it's a bit more of a juggle because, you know, with these ultra races, you need to have a qualifier, you need to put an entry in, you might get waitlisted, you might not get, get in, so I might get leave and I don't get in or I might not, you know, get leave and I get into a race and I'm like, well, I've got to go. I'm yeah. gone, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. That's uh, fully understandable. So, um, Barclay. Yes, the Barclay Fall Classic 50K. I didn't even know this was a thing until, um, yeah, it just kept on popping up uh, and, you know, unsuccessfully trying to get into the big Barclays. Yep. Which... uh, I know a lot of people are trying to do. It's exploded with the recent uh, series and documentaries and everything. But, yeah, I just thought I'd gone and seen a friend, uh, Izzy. She actually ran big Barkley marathons last year. I went, now, I went to Izzy's see... got in again for next yeah, year, not yeah, yeah, yes, yes, she has. Yeah, She's I thought I'd heard that. Touch. Yeah, she but, uh, does. <laughs> went and saw her talk and she said this thing and I'm like well I'm going to be in America at the time and yes it's six days after I finished Tahoe but when am I going to get another opportunity to come to America and, and, and do it and if I don't the way I saw it was if I didn't get into you didn't get into the Barkley Marathons at least I can experience the course, go and spend some time with Laz, have a bit more of an adventure. And, yeah, logistically, we just we made it work. We got in a plane. We flew to the other side of the country. We we did the race. We, yeah, now that's that's one of the hardest things I've done. I've done some hard things, but that was, that was insane. And what made it insane? Oh. Yeah, and there's... You've done a couple of 200 milers and you're explaining something as insane compared with those. Um, yeah. yeah. The, so I, I'm not a fast runner. Uh, I'm not a very, I don't think, good technical runner. I've got a good good hiking speed. And this is this is in Frozen Head State Park where the Barker Marathons is run. And the climbs, there are so many climbs uh up and down on this course generally you'd be okay but you have to hike really fast run everything that's runnable and sprint the downhills 
due to the cutoffs that that Laz has. Uh, he right. Is yeah, and then and so the course this the Barclay Four Classic is on trails for about fifty percent of it, maybe even more. So trails and road, but it's at least a marathon or fifty k or more. There's no known elevation that's publicised because you're not allowed to carry the GPS device. You get the map and the course is marked. It's great. It's great having a course which is marked. But when you get to the off-trail sections, you've already been going hard for eight hours, uh, maybe maybe more, and you've got to get through those sections and then get to Laz at the 16-mile mark, 16, no, sorry, 22-mile mark at a certain time, or he doesn't let you continue on to finish the 50K. And I... I died going up Ratchel. <laughs> it it was uh, basically fully overgrown with uh, briars, blackberry bush, bushes, just just weeds, and it was higher than head height. So you could only see the things moving, and then you'd go around a corner and you'd see a person lying on the ground, all scratched up, just middle of the day, just panting, <laughs> and you'd join them, or you'd continue on hiking. Yeah. Wow, Rat Jaw has definitely left left an imprint on my mind. <laughs> uh, a bit of terror, eh? Yes, yeah. So do you you, you want to do that again? Well, I signed up again, and there's I think there's about a thousand people on the wait list. Yep. Um, I signed up and I got in. So I just now need to organise how I'm going to get time off. <laughs> to go to Tennessee for a week for a race. Um, we we generally don't worry about those things until they they um <laughs> become a problem. I um as you've probably seen, I, I just jump in and figure it out. <laughs> as you go. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. So um. Running stories. What is your, if, if, what's your best running story that you haven't already told us? About me or about someone else? It, it can be either. It can be about you, or we can we can dob someone in. Let's not probably uh, use their name if it's going to be um, bad, but we'll just call them John today. John. I've done so many races, uh, especially large ones, and and they're all filled with with moments that you know will definitely make me laugh a lot. Uh, plenty of memories with people, but it it is really really hard to pick. Just one. All right, let's go for you, the. You can you can go for I, more than one, but if it's going to nah. take too long, we might have to we might have to make a few episodes. No, no. All right, so um, what are we in now, 2019? So, it is yeah, 2019. A, a year ago I got into oh, – sorry, a year – last two years I've applied for Spartathlon. I missed oh, yes, out yep. the first year. Missed, missed on the first year with the lottery. Um, last year I missed out again. You I just want to so, tell everybody where Spartathlon is? So Spartathlon is uh, in Greece. It's basically run from Sparta to, sorry, from Athens to Sparta, which is 250-odd kilometres, and you have a a 36-hour cutoff. Um, It's in, it's it's recreating the the route and the time that it took for Fidipides to do it back, you know, thousands of years ago you know he did it from sun up on a saturday to sundown on a sunday so that's that's the time you get and it's on roads with a very very enjoyable mountain climb just before the 100 mile mark which is about a thousand uh, uh, meters 
uh, of climbing over 10, 10 or 15K through rough mountains, but you finish at the base of um, uh, King Leonidas' statue in Sparta. You get to touch the statue, kiss the statue, and you get celebrated as a you know a Greek hero, as Pheidippides did um, uh, those years ago. So I missed out on getting in. I got right. on the wait list. Yep. I stopped training <laughs> like I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I literally stopped. I um, I just kept myself in good shape uh, for running, for, you know, park run and just general fitness. And I get an email uh, a f- few months later and it said, please continue to this page and finish your application and I felt sick like absolutely sick I'm like holy cow uh I had 107 days from when I clicked on that email before race day I had the time off because I had to get the time off so I was going to Greece regardless but I uh yeah called the called the the crew up and said um We've got a problem. Um, I got into Spartathlon, <laughs> just like you know. The now you should same. you should mention your crew's names here because obviously oh, your crew is a fundamental part of your racing, and they I would are. hate for them to not be acknowledged. No, no, not only my racing but my life. So I I was heavily involved with parkrun and you know uh, met some people there and uh, my best friend Olivia has been through I reckon about. 10 or 15 of these adventures so you know she knows what i want what i need when um when i need it before you um, do yeah her, her and her husband have basically been the staple of you know some of the you know they were they're first picked when i need a crew to do something i don't you know we we just go and you know ultimately you know i've returned the favor by coaching them and running their uh, ultra marathons with them. And yeah, it's just having someone that knows you and that will do uh, anything for you to get um, a goal completed. Yeah. That's, that's pretty special. You don't, you definitely don't lose those people. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I, I called Olivia and I said, this is going to require some sacrifices. She goes, you're doing it. I said, I know I'm doing it. And she, just like she did when I was, we were at Costa Cozzi, she came up with this nugget of information and she continuously comes up with things, but she goes, she's not, you're not going there to finish it. I'm like, what are you trying to say? I'm not going to, you don't want me to finish Spartathlon. She goes, you're not going there to finish. Just make the start line. And sorry. Even now, those words are giving me a tingle. Yep. Um, how emotional I get. I and that was it. I I just needed to make the start line. There's 400 runners selected from around the world. You don't pass up these opportunities. You don't make excuses. You you make the start line. And so what I did everything possible. I joined F45. I was going sometimes four or five times a day. I yeah food changed just anyway got to the start line and had an absolute awesome race hit my splits from the start now there's 74 aid stations so you, you need to need to make each one yep once i got to 100k felt good got to 100 mile felt good you get <laughs> here's the thing you get to 200 um 200 kilometers and and they had a cyclone this year it's the first time they've had a mediterranean cyclone on the course and yeah it was just bucketing down i trained for heat and we were run we we were running in rivers the the greek um, drainage system isn't the best we were running in rivers the entire time and just just wet and windy and but I remember running uh about to finish I think three three four checkpoints away 
and we're running behind one of the, the officials' cars, or the wind was that strong, we were actually, the car was shielding us from the wind and we were just going, you know, two kilometres an hour, three kilometres an hour up to the next aid station. At the best moment from from that race was the last aid station. I wanted to pick up my uh, shirt, my Australian flag and my Team George shirt so I could finish, have you know, a beautiful finishing photo. And yep. everyone's, I'm going to everyone, where's the aid station? They're going, it got washed away in the storm. That oh, aid, no. Aid station, the last aid station. And I was actually, for a second, I was a little bit disappointed because I'm like, I had stuff, but on the flip so side, so you, you had a drop bag there. As I had such, a drop bag or... at the last aid station. Oh, yeah. and it's gone. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. but on the flip side, I was less than two kilometres away from finishing one of the hardest races in the world and a, a dream race on my bucket list, and I had thirty-five minutes. Like, so I just, I just walked it's raining and I'm just walking and there's people cheering and I'm just cheering at them back and in my half broken Greek English language that I, that I speak, <laughs> not, not being fluent. And I walk up and I've got the, the crew. Um, I've got a video on video on the video call and just showing them this and, and sharing it. Cause I believe sharing these things, not only after, but during, like it, it really makes these events special and memorable. Uh, yeah. And these are people, and I'm not just talking about your your local support crew, but there are people that are following you and they've been following your dot for a day. You yeah. know, they want to know how you're going. They want to, uh, you know, enjoy uh, what you're feeling and. And I know what that does, like having being able to share that. Who knows how many more people now want to push themselves and, and do something like Spartathlon. But I get up to the statue and I had, I had time. I ended up finishing with five minutes to spare. But I was just walking. I was just walking. I was soaking it in. <clears throat> Sorry. And I, was, I remember saying, oh, I, I, the statue looked Bigger. The statue looked bigger in the photos. Like <laughs> it's a big statue, but yeah. I thought, like in my mind, you know, yeah, I've, I I have a lot of visions when it comes to, you know, how you want a race to go, and and you know, you uh, I'm sure many runners use visualization to to see themselves running through the finish line with the whatever finish time they've got. And I just imagined like Statue of Liberty size <laughs> peak. It's it wasn't, but yeah. It and was and how big how big how big is it for um, the listener at home now? It's um twenty what's the size of a room? Twenty meters, maybe. Twenty meters. Yeah, okay. twenty meters. Yeah. Twenty meters tall. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. pretty big, so but like, I, so I, like, I so like four. So like still like four or five stories high. Uh, maybe three stories. Yeah. Three it, stories. It, it's okay. A, yep. It's definitely definitely as big as a double story house. But I expected massive. Like it's just in my head. But yeah, got to got to touch the feet and then you get whisked away. But we've got some really special photos of of me just soaking wet. You know, um, touching the the foot of Leonidas after you know, 30, sub 36 hours and being the last finisher and then just going, I've done it. And then, the, you know, a few days later, the disbelief that I'd done something like that. Like, it, yeah, just, and that was just another adventure. There were other Aussies there, you know, being a, a proud, having proud Greek heritage, you know, it, it meant a lot. And, yeah, being the 14th Aussie to finish that, uh, I think I'll, I'm going to enjoy that for a little while. But, yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. So you've done Coast to Cozzy. 
Oh, saying those words makes me sigh. Yes. Okay. The, the, the reason the reason I ask. So I am doing a run next year to raise awareness for early cancer detection. And um, for the listener out there who doesn't know, I've I've got stage four cancer, but um, and I still run. And uh, my way of giving back is promoting early cancer detection, so that you don't get cancer. Yeah. Uh, or at least if you do find yourself with cancer you can um you can get a cure whereas once you get to stage four it's uh that's pretty much terminal so um anyway i'm doing cedar snowy which is a uh, a 300 kilometer plus a little bit run and i say it's 300 kilometers from because from the beach to the top of kosciuszko it is 300 k's of trail yeah and uh doing that in february next year and i'm doing it as a seven day event rather than a a single push, not like uh, you seem to do all your races as single pushes. Um, what would be your your number one training advice for someone as silly as me trying to do that? Um, one, you're not silly because going to uh, from from the sea to Kosciuszko is 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 absolutely epic whether it's uh during the race or um or that trail i actually saw that a while ago and i yeah sorry i'm now 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 you've got me thinking i'm planning my next adventure (laughs) (laughs) yeah i do that um well maybe you maybe you can come come and join me but I, i haven't given you your 12 months notice Ah, no, no, don't worry. I I have a very bad cough coming on. No, <laughs> no, I, um, so, so what's the longest you, you have done? Um, the, not that the longest it matters, but what's the, or the longest, longest single run? Longest um, single run, 150 odd. Case. 150. And back to backs? Back to backs. I've, I've done like a 175k week. Okay. Um, and this is all since I was diagnosed, so because I don't count what I did before that. Before as, that, yeah. Yeah, because it's totally different. <laughs> you can't compare the two. Wow. And are you going? Are you carrying everything? Are you doing drops? Are you, have you got a support uh, so, Like it. It all. So at, at the moment, I will have a support vehicle. Yeah. Um, but I only see the support vehicle um, periodically because the support vehicle won't be able to follow me on the trail. So on the first day, I think I see the support vehicle at kilometre 16, and then I don't see the support vehicle until the end of a marathon. And okay. then between kilometre 16 and the end of the marathon, um, there's over a 1,000 metres of vertical climbing. <laughs> okay, number one tip. Bring your poles. Bring my poles. Excellent. Even if you don't want them, I uh, I, I enjoy hiking. Um, and regardless of if you're a strong hiker or not, the the poles help. Um, they help you stay upright. They help you take some of the load off the off the legs. And especially when you're a little bit weary, uh, for the the downhill as well. And uh, what time of year are you going? Going February, we're going the hottest month ah, of the year. Steak, uh, snake protection. Got to bring the poles. Got to um, bring the and, poles for snake and, protection. Snake, yeah, and and learn how to use them. Um, you know, the, if 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 they don't work out, throw them in the car. But you know, at, even at Coast of Cozy, just the the two climbs, I they they were just an an attachment, an extension on my arms. Um, and using what upper body strength, you know, you have, yeah, it's definitely an assistance. Um, and I I would have to say at this stage that I've been very lucky in that Leckie Australia have actually come on board and are supporting this particular adventure. Yeah. So I have been incredibly lucky there. So I will definitely be carrying a set of Leckie poles and I have a very nice set of poles that they've sent me. So nice. uh, yes, I have seen the leckies. Uh, a lot of a lot of 
lot of the runners use them in the states. Yep. Um, so where where are you going to be sleeping? Uh, are, are so. You, like it's just yeah, I'm st- like I'm trying to get my head around the distances that you're covering and whether it's time on feed or whether you uh, whether you just need to be more stronger for the. Did you say there's a lot of climbing in the course? So there's there's sixteen thousand meters <laughs> of vertical change. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 pretty steep. Even like even today, I was uh, I was going over the map just for the day one, and I was just working out um, aid stations and whatever, and just getting to where we're starting from. I was working out how close I can get a vehicle because it looks like I'll be able to get the vehicle close, but I'll still actually have to run sort of eight kilometers to start, and then I'll have okay. to run forty two kilometers to to you know to do that day yeah so that's going to be quite spectacular plus there's a a film crew following um and i've done a couple of shoots now with this film crew and the amount of gear that they carry i'm thinking (laughs) how on earth are they going to get there without a helicopter because you just can't carry that much stuff so it's going to be um it's going to be quite amusing to be quite honest um so, yeah, it, it it sounds really cool. It really does. It, it should be a lot of fun. When when I look at the satellite maps and and I look at yeah it uh, yeah there's there's going to be some very challenging sections that's for sure. Uh, and um, up here, of course, everything's been shut for the fires. Yeah. And so all the mountains that I want to go practice on, they're all shut. So I'm desperately waiting for those to to open back up to get in some some climbing um but yeah it'll be a combination it will be a combination of time on feet and vertical change i think that they're going to be the they're the the two biggest things in the middle section like it'll be a lot of side of the road running yeah but the roads are dirt so how do you go how do you go mentally with that because i I know at costa cozy just being able to switch off and you know some of those roads are dead straight and as long, th- th- these roads aren't that dead straight. I think there's one road that's like 30 kilometres long. Yeah. And that's it. Like that, everything else is kind of, you're constantly turning. Yeah. So, um, but I think as long as I can plug in my tunes. Yeah. Um, I think I'll be all right. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't mind. Like, um, I was only speaking to somebody else this morning and I, I said, Oh yeah, he goes. Oh yeah, I ran 124 kilometres in that park, which the park is our local park here, um, and it's not very big. And I went, yeah, well, I've run 33 kilometres around the oval in that park, and that was mind numbing enough. Yeah. So yeah, Paul Shard was just a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So if you've got if you've got your tunes, uh, I think. Um, because you definitely need to have some kind of uh, stimula- stimulation and and something to keep you going and keep the mind busy. Um, I, I also think, uh, you know, like you said, it, it is going to be a bit of fun. But, you know, one of the things that kind of keep, keeps me uh, grounded when things aren't going well or, you know, things are going really well and I try not to take it for granted was – remembering why you're doing something uh, yep. there's always there's always a purpose there's always um you know the, the reason why you want to do you know and get do what you're doing now and get that result you know i i can't imagine like having such a big you know the, the distance thing uh isn't isn't the issue but just trying to get the logistics around it and but getting the the message and and obviously doing something that makes you happy um and that is going to change people's lives yeah no that's that that's just an awesome idea and yet i think i'll definitely be chatting to you more about assisting excellent or join or joining 
joining. Well, maybe maybe in that road section where I need tunes, maybe I just need you to come and tell me some more stories. Maybe oh, we could God. record. Maybe we could record a story as we're running, and everyone could just listen to us panting as we try to get a few words out. <laughs> I, I, only, I only have I only have two paces, Ash. It's it's chat pace or it's chat flat pace. out pace. Yeah. So well, your chat pace isn't too bad. I've seen that. I've seen chat pace up yeah. close and personal. Yeah. And it's all right. Yeah, but that's all I've got is chat and flat out, and, and there's nothing out. else. In, there's nothing else in between. Excellent. All right. Well, I think that's probably a good spot to uh, to call it quits to this particular cast for today, and I hope everyone enjoyed it. Thank you very much, George, for uh, giving up some of your time and telling us some amazing stories. It sounds like we could probably host 52 of your stories you know, <laughs> and get the first year of podcasting done. So, uh, yes, absolutely brilliant, mate. And no, uh, thank you. And I... I can't thank you enough for the high fives during last one standing. That was uh, just brilliant. Seeing your smiling face every time we did an out and back. Absolutely brilliant. One of my strongest memories of that particular race. So thank you for that. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that, Ash. Um, thanks for having me on. And yeah, I definitely uh, love to come on for more chats and give me a buzz if you need some more, more stories or if you need a, running partner i'll cheer you off excellent sounds great <laughs> see All you right. man thanks mate see ya well i'm afraid to say that's it for this week thank you very much for listening to run walk crawl i'm your host ashley drove if you really enjoyed what you listened to today please leave us a positive comment also don't forget to subscribe in the meantime have an absolutely awesome week we have amazing stories coming up soon So, until next time...